Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, joined by Andrew Harlick, and this is going to be episode 126 with animators Sam Taylor and Wesley Lois of The Line, who joins us this week to discuss the power of animation, the importance of finding like-minded individuals to collaborate with, and some wonderful insight into their work process and favorite projects. Here we go, everybody. Episode 126 with Sam Taylor and Wesley Lois. Let's roll. First off, thank you guys so much for coming on. I uh, I think it's pretty evident. I've expressed it publicly, and I think I've expressed it to all you guys. I'm a huge fan, man crush for sure on your work, and it's it's outstanding. Um, so thank you for the inspiration and just creating work that inspires me and reminds me what I need to keep doing and 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 why I need to keep making better work and all that good stuff. So so thank you guys, and thanks thank for being you. on the show too. Like. Mate, thank you so much. We're really flattered. Your work is uh, an inspiration to us as well, no doubt. I appreciate it. And that's like that's the thing I really um, I love about doing these podcasts is um, just getting a chance to talk with people that I admire. And Andrew and I both, um, we, you know, we we try to f- just find people that we the work, not even necessarily the people, it's just the work that draws us to you. And so, yeah, it's like, and then and then when we can find out that you know, you guys are silly and funny and have personality and that makes it even better because the people behind the work is, you know, that's really when it gets really interesting. So thank you guys for coming on. I can't wait to dig in. There's so, I have so many questions, so little time. We have an hour. So I want to just kind of jam pack you guys with all kinds of, uh, just kind of dig into all kinds of goodness. So we can start whenever you're ready. Uh, I think we're ready, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, heard, yeah, we're ready. I've heard all about your time management uh, techniques. <laughs> 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 your time. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting pretty crazy about it lately. And it's it's a, it's hard to say no to everything that it, that's in the way. But I got to, you know, and I got to focus everything. So, but yeah, let's definitely, let's go ahead and dig in. There's, there's so many things that I want to cover. One of the things that I... From my standpoint, I'm not necessarily as embedded with animation, um, hand cell animation, hand drawn animation, nearly as much as you guys are. And I really wanted to kind of get some more information about how you guys are looking at it, where you guys are coming from, what you want to see in the future and, and all kind of that kind of stuff. And, and it would be great to dissect some of your projects and just, you know, the ups and downs and then running a company and all that kind of stuff and your future goals. And so and that's a kind of a, a broad stroke of the the journey I want to take with you on this podcast and this, this interview. But I'd love to start with kind of that. And then I want to do a little origin story too, just to kind of understand where you guys come from and stuff. But it'd be great to kind of get your perspective as to, you know, what you think of the cell animation or animation industry in, in total and where it's going and all that kind of stuff and where you guys want it to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's do it. So, so, sorry, was that a question? <laughs> no, it was actually a really horrible question. I'm sorry. Like, it, was I didn't, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was just a big blob of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, the power of animation, what it gives to you guys and why you're using it and why you're like, you know, using it as a medium to kind of convey your ideas and stuff. Um, Okay. Um, Do you want to go first or? Okay. um, Yeah. It's Wesley talking. Um, For me, I think it's, um, I've always been into drawing. So when I was younger, I used to, you know, just draw a lot in my spare time, try and make lots of comics, you know, sequential art and stuff. And I think animation is like that kind of, 
next step where you get to see your drawings move. And, you know, it's as, for me, it's as simple as that. I mean, I like drawing and I like seeing moving drawings, especially if it's done well. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, it's always exciting for me, you know, to, yeah. to, to see that kind of stuff and, um, you know, give life to something that is just like on a piece of paper and all of a sudden it's three dimensional. Now it's like, it's a lot of fun to do. So yeah. I think, I think there's definitely something about if you like, I actually, this is something that I heard Sylvain Chamey say, Wes and me both worked for Sylvain for a little while. Um, he was the guy who created The Illusionist and uh, Belleville Rendezvous. And he said something about like, if you're somebody that likes creating characters, if you like just drawing, doodling little characters, there's nothing more rewarding than being able to see them come to life. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's exactly what animation, 2D animation brings uh, instantly. It's like you come up with a character, you draw it on a piece of paper in the margins of your notebook, what you've been doing since you were a kid for your whole life. And then all of a sudden that character's living and breathing and moving around and talking and walking and all the rest of it. And it's incredibly fulfilling. That's awesome. For somebody like myself, who I love to draw and I love seeing my things come to life. And then the, the, there's a big leap though, right? There's a big leap like, oh, I love drawing. And then now it's like, oh, I have to draw how many drawings to make this work? <laughs> and then the reality is that, yeah. Ash, have you ever animated before? Because we, we were looking at your drawings on your website today. And I mean, I don't know how much you're known for your drawings. I didn't know you for your drawings up until this point, but your drawing ability is incredible. Oh, thank you. I love drawing. It's one of it's the, one of the things that when I draw, I feel like a kid again, and I'm always constantly trying to go back to that purity of just creating, just for my own sake. And the whole Lost Boy thing has started from just wanting to learn how to draw again, and it's been a lot of fun. But I love, I I would love to animate. I mean, I, I actually get a kind of addicted. I I just re- started revisiting the old Transformer animations and just oh, watching yeah. those, and like there there's some funny, silly stuff in there, and uh, I really enjoy those things. And in general, I love animation, and I would love to do that. And and anime is actually a huge inspiration for me in general. Like, uh, I love all those. I love all like I can go on and on about that stuff, but. Yeah, it's definitely a muse for me. But like I was saying, for as a creative that loves to draw, the the gap between drawing one drawing and then the labor-intensive amount of work it takes to create that next step, which is bringing your characters to life, it's like, oh, I don't know, I have a hard time committing to that. <laughs> I, I admire you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is It is pretty labor-intensive. And, you know, it's still kind of, I mean, we, we do all our animation digitally now. I mean... I'm so happy we're not doing it on paper, but, um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, when they ask us, it's like, okay, do you do one drawing? And then the computer kind of does the rest. And it's like, no, we draw every frame. And they're like, what? Like they did in the fifties sort of thing. So it's like a kind of, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a leap for them to accept that, you know, you're going to spend a week, uh, drawing something that's going to go by on the screen in, in seven se- in about a second or so. Yeah. But, um, it's weird, like after you've animated and stuff, I mean, for me personally, I can't speak for Sam, but um, after I've animated, I don't feel like, uh, I don't remember the pain of animating, if that makes sense. It's like, I just see the the finished product. I don't remember the process or It's a bit like giving felt. birth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's really yeah. cool. I'm sorry, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam actually crystallized what I was just about to say. It was like, you know, you hear so many women say, oh, I, I'm not having another baby in about a year later. I want another, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll go through it all again. It's like they've forgotten about what yeah. they went through. So, yeah. 
for all the women out there who are listening who think we're comparing animation to giving birth, we're not. I'm sorry. Were we? I thought we were. Like, yeah, yeah, what the heck? It's basically the same thing, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. No, no, for sure. No, good, good, good thing clarifying so you don't get a bunch of hate mail from people. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. You know, so <laughs> the internet will attack. But um, no, that's that's really cool. And, and I think maybe because it's do you think it's because it's a love thing because you really love the process of creating this and and you get lost in that kind of that flow of making it is that possibly what it could be yeah i think it's just it's a really difficult thing to explain because it doesn't really make that much sense to me when i start trying to explain it to people who are not animators yeah i I find it really difficult i get you know i kind of yeah i get a little bit lost trying to, to make sense of it but i think that that's what's cool about um, meeting other people who are animators who've just got that bug, that kind of unreasonable fascination with 2D animation. Uh, and I think that that's probably what brought us together as the line is that kind of kinship, that understanding of like, you know, you, we've all got this ridiculous obsession with this um, kind of stupid, <laughs> stupid art form. And, uh, uh, and you can kind of relate to each other on that level, I guess. That's really awesome. And that's really cool. And I think that's, like you said, it's, it's kind of a very, uh, nuance. The thing that you guys do is, uh, it's not a dominant creative career really, uh, as much as it probably should be because it is so rewarding. But then again, you have people like myself who I love to draw, but I don't know, maybe I need like a a creative partner, like how you guys have teamed up and like, you know, you can do it. Uh, we have to do yeah. this. <laughs> I yeah. think that helps. You know, it sounds like you guys have a, a good friendship and a partnership together as you guys to build, build and develop. And I mean, that's so important, right? I mean, it's like the essence of how to get things done is I would imagine, right? Cause you guys, I'm sure this is tough and this is always challenges coming at you at every angle that were unforeseen, but yeah. I love yeah. you. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Like I'm getting so excited that I keep talking over myself. So <laughs> it's okay. No worries. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all, um, you know, we're all friends and we all, um, kind of studied. I mean, I studied, uh, myself and Tim McCourt, we studied together and, uh, uh, Max, James, sorry, uh, Sam, Bjorn and James studied at Bournemouth and, and, we met on like various freelance projects sort of thing. And we just had like a mutual respect for each other. And we all have very different strengths. So even though we can all animate, you know, we're all very, you know, we bring, we all bring something different to the table. And I think that's why we work so well, mm. you know, so like um, any of my weaknesses and I have a few, um, you know, Sam might pick up on it or Max or whatever it is. And we just kind of bounce off each other in that way. And I think it, it, it kind of works for me personally. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I love quite it. fun, yeah. One thing I really love too, I mean, there's many things, but I, I love the name of your company too. How did that come about and how did you guys decipher that and, and find that? Was that kind of a, oh yeah, that's our name or did, was it an exploratory process to get there? Um, we've got a 250 line Google Docs uh, <laughs> with all the different <laughs> options that we came up with for names of the company. And <laughs> Bjorn read them out at the office uh, the other day and we had to uh, stop him saying them aloud because they were so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, we, we, went, we went through a lot of different, uh, different names and we talked about it for quite a long time. And then... Um, I think we we arrived on something really dumb and generic, which we didn't like. And then Tim McCourt was like, oh, yeah, 
I guess we just got to draw a line under that, guys. And that was. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that's what it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, is that, is that your process funny, yeah, usually? When, Sorry, go ahead. No, that was, I think that was quite, I mean, it was just, it wasn't a process. It was like um, when Tim said it, I think it was you, Sam, that was like, why don't we call ourselves the line? And it's like, everybody just agreed at that moment. Like it was, you know, whereas every other, you know, kind of name we came up with, everyone was kind of like, yeah, I like it, but not that much. Or some people liked it more than others. But this one, we just like, you know, it was unanimous and we just agreed with it. It's like, you know, it just felt right. So, you know. I think that's one thing is like, you can, um, that's one thing that we all share is we have quite different tastes and everybody's quite, when we're, it's a democratic process and everyone will be pushing a different uh, point of view or a different agenda on, on certain decisions that we have to make. But there are some ideas and, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not saying that we got the greatest name in the world, but like that was one which we all agreed on, which was just like the idea kind of spoke for itself or whatever. And I think you get that with a lot of, a lot of different questions that we uh, come up against. You find one idea that just kind of speaks for itself and everybody, and you all know when you hit on it, I think yep. it might take five minutes, but you kind of, you know, when you're there. It really resonates when it hits. We were, we had a really similar issue when we were trying to discover the name for our school. It was like, what the heck do we call it? And we had all these different names and a lot of arguments and discussions. And I mean, Andrew knows he was right there in the thick of it. And kind yeah, of, it took kind of, mo- like that actually took like, months to decide which is really sad i was getting so depressed and i was like who cares just call it donkey dick or i don't give a shit like let's just get over with this let's get you done you know and uh but then it just kind of surfaced you know and i maybe that's just kind of um the process of creation it's it's kind of i imagine you guys have the same thing where it's there is such a plethora of work and there's so many companies and there's so much stuff out there to really stand out and to have your own thing and, and to not to try and claim your own piece of this territory that's slowly getting kind of captured um, without having a name that's like five characters or five words long, you know, it's, it gets difficult to, f- to have something that as defined and refined as the two, two words that kind of just say it. And um, yeah, I, I, it was, it's always, it's really cool when I can just remember the name instantly go, Oh yeah, that's the line. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's not yes. like, what was the name of that company? I had, there's a couple companies out there that do amazing work, but I can't remember the name of, I can't remember them at all, you know? So yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think it, that, that'd be uh, I just, I really, I really dig it. I think that's cool. And it's cool to hear your exploratory process. Is that how you guys create normally? Do you guys have um, quite a bit of um, maybe like redundancy or the process of just kind of throwing everything at it and then it comes together for you guys? Um, I, well, I, like I, said, I can't speak for the others, I guess. I mean, we all have a different way of, I mean, sometimes I, I personally feel like I don't, uh, it's weird. I don't feel like I'm very creative unless I become uh, childish in my thinking. Mm. So it's like, um, you know, me as an adult, I don't feel like I'm very creative. I feel like I was, I mean, I, I guess with most people, more creative as a child. And it's like, I guess the way I would do things as a child, I would just, there'd be no thought behind it. You just do it and see what happens. Whereas as an adult, when I'm creating something, it was, uh, it's very, uh, what's the word? Like you're thinking about every single step and it kind of, stunts you in a way if that if that makes sense absolutely it does i was explaining yeah, so that the music creativity is almost like a like a fragile kind of innocent child that lives within us all and it's very shy 
uh, or it's, it's not necessarily it's for me, at least it's not like it's shy. It's just that you have to usher it out with certain, certain things and you got to be cautious of how you let it out. And then, you know, be aware of just kind of letting that process work instead of contriving with the fact the scaffolding of reality, basically, because yeah, as you said, as a, um, an adult or somebody that's dealing with the ins and outs of making something work, it's easy to pull yourself out of that childlike nature of just creating the spontaneity and all that stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it can be really, can be challenging, you know, to, ba- to juggle that and to balance that. But if you can, I think that's really where I, I, I really admire guys that can do that and pull that off. I, I think that's awesome. Cause like, that's really, yeah. that's really where the, the gold is. And that's where, that's why I draw. Cause I just want to be like that kid again, just having fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think that's, yeah, that's what it's, I mean, that's ultimately why, you know, I started drawing in the, in, in the first place and the same with animation because, you know, I find it fun. And, um, you know, the moment that, that kind of gets lost or it becomes like a job, then you kind of lose a bit of that. So, you know, I guess it's, it's why we, you know, we kind of value our, our self-initiated projects. So, you know, and that's where we have the most fun, I guess, with the commercial work that we do. Not that all the commercial work we do is bad or, or unenjoyable, but I think for me personally, um, you know, I, I, that's, that's my place to practice so that mm. when I'm having fun, I can put all those things I learned on commercials into, back into my work. So um, I love that I think, perspective. I think, yeah. I think that's a really interesting point. Like, I think that uh, what the commercial uh, work brings you is like a level of discipline, I guess. And, uh, I don't consider myself to be the most disciplined or I was definitely wasn't the most disciplined person coming into the, um, coming into the business. But over the last 10 years or so of having worked in animation, um, you kind of learn that you got to get stuff done on time and we always get stuff done on time. And, Mm. uh, and, uh, and I think that that when you, when it comes to your personal projects, you start applying those same kind of rules and disciplines that you've learned through, through the commercial stuff. And that's really helpful. That's a really, really good way of looking at it. And I, I, I think it was always on the tip of my tongue, but I never really imagined that really because I would always see a divide between the two. And there is a divide between the two, the passion project and the client project. Uh, it just depends on who you are and how you deal with them. But I think, you know, getting paid to learn, basically, that's how I would look at it. Or, you know, I could say it and, 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 and also brings you that professionalism, like you have to get it done. Sometimes passion projects, as I'm sure you guys know, take too long or they take longer than expected. Because it's up to you and it's no, nothing's ever, I don't know if you, are you guys the same where nothing's ever completely good enough or it is, it but it's all, almost there. It, for me, it always takes longer than, it always <laughs> takes longer than expected. So you're working on something, you're like, yeah, it will be done in two months. And then six months later, you're saying, yeah, it'll be done in two months. So like, <laughs> um, but it's not necessarily because I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to be a, a perfectionist, but. I guess it's like you just kind of underestimate because you're trying to do so much and you're like, right, I want all this detail. And the thing that I wasn't able to do on this commercial project, I want to do it on this thing. And it's going to have this camera move and all this kind of stuff. And it's like that stuff takes a long time to do, like, especially like when you're trying to, I don't know, I guess, emulate, you know, the things that inspired you as a child or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it, it just takes a while to do. So yeah. I think that's why I probably would take longer. But then. I, I, you know, you, you have like a different sort of stamina for it as well. It's like, cause you want to see it done. You want to see it finished. So you keep pushing through it. Um, 
you know, even at the detriment of like your health and, you know, not sleeping <laughs> properly and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it. No, I love that. And I think that's a really, that's like a solid approach, I think, and looking at it too. And, and also I think being honest about it, it's sometimes really difficult to navigate those waters, right? Especially because it is like that. But we, the perspective you guys are saying is you use the client work is you equally love that. But at the same time, you kind of make sure that it's teaching you how to budget time and budget money and budget effort and, and making sure that you finish things. And sometimes you need that, I would imagine, you know, because we didn't have that part of the formula. I don't know how, I don't know if everything would get done on time or if you even get done at all. You know, sometimes deadlines are, I mean, what's your thoughts on deadlines? Do you guys, when you guys are doing your personal work, do you guys set deadlines for it? And how do you navigate those waters? Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. Deadlines. I mean, you know, when they're when you uh, when you're working on a commercial job, you just got to uh, hit the deadline, and you kind of do whatever it takes. I think over the last uh, over the last like two or three years that we've been operating as the line, we've um, been finding um, systems and techniques for dealing with time. We we're talking about your time management earlier, Ash. Um, obviously, taken uh, you know taken ideas from lots of different places um using software um there's things like uh you know we use trello and slack and things to communicate and make make things make decisions more quickly um we use a really great service called murally uh which is a uh which is a seems like a criminally underknown uh web service uh, where you can just you can just pin ideas to a board uh, and uh, and share them with a team and share them with people outside of your team as well. So it's just a really good way of arranging ideas visually. It was something that um, Bjorn came across and 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 brought to the team, and we've used it on every single project from um, you know coming up with a you know like a, a new uh, we we sell some like products on our website. So we you know we're I coming up with a new t-shirt design, yeah. or you know we're coming up with a, a new commercial or an or an idea or whatever, uh, idea for a short film. We'll we'll use that. Um, yeah, when it comes to uh, short films, self-initiated projects, uh, the kind of things that uh, we were talking about a minute ago, yeah, they take they deadlines kind of slip. Uh, commercial work takes precedence, uh, and uh, yeah, it tends to be uh, a little bit more of a, a longer process. Yeah, that's cool that you're using those applications though, because we're using them a lot when it comes to constructing and building the school, and it helps so much. We were using uh, real time boards. Have you used that before? Never heard of it. Um, no, no. That's is that what it is, Andrew? Yeah, real time boards. Yeah, it's pretty sick, man. It's kind of similar to what it sounds like a mural, or a mural dial. Uh, really? Murally. Mural.ly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at it right now. It's website's nice and clean too. I love these kind of, it's one thing though is I always get cautious of, it seems like when we were starting to, there was like, okay, it's time to learn this new app. I'm like, Fuck, how many apps do I got to learn, man? Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'll, I'm like, all I'm doing is spending time learning the apps and I'm not making work. And I'm like, what the, I just want to work, you know, like get this yeah. stuff out of the way. But once you pass that quick learning curve, and cause a lot of these things are so intuitive, um, but this is really cool to know because it's funny. I think that 
you guys and, and we're, we're trying to be the same way as we're trying to be on that next level. The next like then that's like the kind of the cutting edge of how people are doing work. They're working remotely. We're working connectively um, on the, using the tool of the Internet and all these applications to kind of organize our thoughts and ideas and build, bring forth like final actions and stuff. So it's really cool because we use Trello. We just started using uh, Slack, which is really interesting. Um, Trello is really cool. We have like the Scrum or uh, what is it, Andrew? What does uh, Patrick call it? Agile or something like that? Agile, yeah. yeah. It's just like a workflow for production yeah. management. Okay. Or product yeah. management. Yeah, but it's really good, cool. though. It's cool to see you guys are using it, too. I imagine people that are listening to this use it as well. And if you're not, you should definitely check it out because they're really powerful stuff. It just depends on how you use it, though. So. Yeah, and I really, it does really help us, um, you know, make, it kind of makes sure, make sure that everyone's on the same page when we're doing stuff. And I was a bit because it's like you were saying before about you know you've got all these apps to kind of manage yourself and you're like oh not another one and now I have to remember another login and all this kind of stuff but actually like um, I use Trello and Slack a lot actually um, um, since it was introduced to me so yeah and they're, they're just great ways of kind of you know you're communicating with the team you know and just seeing visually what you what what needs to happen next so um, yeah. I'd say that that was one of the biggest uh, challenges actually working in uh, a team like this um, is being able to, because there's six of us, make decisions quickly and get people to sign off on things quickly. Um, and those tools for communication where you can always get a hold of somebody in a very simple and direct way are super important. Yeah, and you're getting things done faster because you're obviously knowing that if you can spend more time creating content and less time with emails and convoluted uh, redundancies and it's like you can be more efficient and you can you can almost do the same amount of work that you were before but you get much more power out of it because you're able to do it one of the apps that i think we use a lot that i think is brilliant and it really helps save a lot a lot of the times you go oh, okay let's have a call okay what time works for you what times works for you and then there's a 10 emails goes back and forth until you agree and that's like 20 minutes what we use is uh when is good yeah when is good andrew brought us into that which is really cool and that really helps a lot if you're trying to set up calls and stuff um, for getting production yeah, think, set up, it's really good. I think we use it for the for this probably for the. No, yeah, I we, think we use Doodle for this one. Oh, Doodle, oh, yeah. Doodle is yeah. the one we use yeah. for this, but that didn't work for some reason. Oh, Damn, Doodle, Doodle. Doodle. Oh shit! Damn, you doodle, you failed us, doodle. Uh, ironically, the word like doodle. I feel like we're guys. advertising too many pieces of software. Uh, that's good. Say something yeah. bad about something. As well. yeah, yes, that's good though. We, I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work too. So, you know, that's always good too. But no, I mean, it's cool to hear and just know that how these productions work. Because a lot of times, I think people aren't really talking about like how this system works, and it's good to expose that things that do work, and things that don't. So. Um, and I'm all I'm all about supporting like companies and people that are doing good things to help people be better at what they do because it's like without them you know imagine your life without these without Photoshop or what are you guys using for animation is it Flash or what exactly are you guys using? Um, yeah, we're using uh, Flash, and the whole team is actually kind of uh, since our last two projects um, moved over to TV Paint. We're still using Flash, but. Um, TV paint is kind of like you want to get like a bit more of a classic look or actually just have uh, yeah bitmap images and you know you know something that's a bit more I guess closer to like Photoshop brushes and stuff I think TV paints like amazing for that okay um, so I think yeah I think it's uh, flash was the the thing that we all um, learned first and it was the thing that kind of brought us together um, the thing that uh, 
I suppose to some extent defined the style of the first few projects that we work with. It defined, I mean, I think it, there's like quite a lot of limitations in Flash and you end up drawing in a certain way and it, to some people it looks quite ugly, but if you embrace those limitations, it can be quite nice. And you can see lots of people online um, like that. I'm, I'm not sure exactly who uses what pieces of software, but I tend to think that uh, like the, some of the late night work club guys use Flash. Yeah, yeah, it seems like, like a, yeah, it seems like a, but you were using TV Paint like before all of us. So, yeah, like, yeah. You were like the first, yeah, t- you kind of championed it sort of thing. Yeah, TV Paint is something that's been around for a long time. I think it was actually, de- it's a French, it's a French software. I think it was developed, I've heard this through the grapevine, that it was developed around the same time as Photoshop and then they, kind of moved it in a more kind of a less consumer direction, a little bit more towards um, uh, the, the niche of animation because I, I guess they, they were losing market share from Photoshop or whatever. Hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a really robust piece of software. I really like the brushes in it. It's, it's pretty much designed exclusively for 2D animation. The only problem is it's, it's expensive. Um, so uh, that's, the, uh, that's been the thing that, that I think held us back from, from using yeah, it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, the, the entry point. It's I think what's interesting with programs too is like the I love how Adobe started kind of that trend to do the monthly subscription because I think that makes more sense, especially when you're considering artists or students who have a really hard time to save up three thousand dollars or whatever just to try a program that they're not sure if they'll use or be good at. You know, so it's a kind of a cool, a smart way of doing it, which is which is interesting. And I've heard about TV Paint. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, again, I have a huge love, like crazy love, like Akira changed my life. Ghost in the Shell obviously <laughs> changed my life. Like, and then, um, I'm a huge fan of like Ninja Scroll and Wicked oh, City. God. Like, you know. started. <laughs> yeah. Like Kawajiri is one of my favorites. Uh, um, he's incredible. Yeah. We met some pretty incredibly talented, amazing people out in Japan. Hi, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> That was, wild. that was insanity. We got to check out the studio that makes Evangelion. We got to go and get a tour oh, there, which no is amazing. Uh, those guys Dynamics, are amazing. Yeah. Those guys are Dynamics, so... right? I believe, I can't remember the name of the, I think it was Studio... Um, you remember the name of it, Andrew? No, I'll look it up. It was uh, like four letters, I think. Yeah, I'll recognize it when I see it. Ano. Ano? Studio Ano? I think, I think oh. so, yeah. That sounds... That's it, right? Because that's the guy's name, I think, but... Yeah, it was it was incredible, man. Like <laughs> whole another level of just epicness. Yeah, Have you guys been to Japan yet? Um yeah, we've both been. I was there in two thousand thirteen with Tim McCourt and it was just like a <sighs> Yeah, that place was just a mind I don't know it was a mind blowing experience. I don't know why I took so long to get there in the first place. And yeah. like but you know, and it we was there for like two weeks. We spent most of the time in Tokyo and it was just like it wasn't enough. Like I really want to go there again. Like it's <laughs> such an, and everything they do there is just so, you know, just well done and well crafted. And, you know, so like, I really, yeah, I really like that place. So, you know. It's really yeah, inspiring. Yeah. Wesley has a terrifying knowledge of Japanese animation. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I love this. We, I love you, Wesley. This is, a, <laughs> it's a, this is a shameless plug for our podcast, but we do a podcast called The Peg Bar and Grill, and we talked to a guy uh, two nights ago, me and Wes, called LaShawn Thomas. I don't know if you're aware of him. No, I'm not. He's a, he's a phenomenal uh, illustrator, director, and producer um, from, the, from the States. He lives out in L.A., uh, and he's producing a Kickstarter at the moment um, uh, for a 
pilot for a series called Cannon Busters. Um, but these guys were talking about anime for, uh, I think, <laughs> of, over the period of four days. We were at Comic-Con together. The period of four days, it was probably like, what, eight hours? No, yeah. more than that. It was, it it's was like a, 10 yes. hours of talk about Japanese wow. anime. As a, I didn't recognize a single name. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of uh, geeked out a bit because, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you, if you're into anime, you have the same sort of kind of references. So when you mention Akira and Ninja Scroll and all that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's it's just, the shit right there. Yeah, that's you know, that's just that's like the blood source you know, right there. Fist of the North Star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm really into that. So just being able to go there and just kind of see things and you know, just even you know, you, I mean, for me personally, I don't want to, to turn this an anime thing, but like. Um, for me personally, I was Do saying it. to Sam. No, joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to Sam because, like, um, one of my favorite comics is like um, Dragon Ball, and I used to love the way I love the way they draw like vehicles and stuff in there. Yeah, and because uh, they kind of make it slightly smaller, but then when you actually go out to Japan, like you see the vehicles, they're actually quite small. Like even the ones it's that tiny, are, like, yeah. Big, yeah, they're small. So I'm like, oh, so they're actually really drawing for the, from their environment. It's not just a, like a yeah. Same with Otomo. Otomo drew drew from this his surroundings. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's something that like you, you notice certain things. It's like, oh, so that's why they do that. That's why they do that. Whereas if you haven't been there before, you're just kind of, you know, I guess, you know, parodying or copying what you're seeing in comics. But um, yes. yeah, it was, yeah, it was just incredible being there. So it's mind blowing. It really was for me too. And I've been a fan of anime since I was a little kid and being there was like, holy, I mean, Andrew could say I was in the like, where were we at? Like the electric city and we we're going through like the seven story bookstores and I was oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they were all making fun of me. It was there with Aaron Beck and Andrew and we were, they were making so much fun of me. Like, man, grown man with a whole bag of our box of no, toys and brought a suitcase just to bring home books. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I did the same thing. I got serious, I, I, man. I, I had to buy another bag when I was out there too, just to bring home like I, candy I and wish I bought another. I wish I bought another bag. I had like a suitcase. I had my hand luggage. Mm. <laughs> and I think I just like filled it with like books and all this kind of stuff. Like it <laughs> took it on the plane. It was really heavy actually, but like, yeah, like, yeah I just filled it. If I go there again, I think I'll just have an empty suitcase, but <laughs> I had to do um, it. I knew I, I was like, man, I have to do this. This is like, it's such an important part and an important part of my career and just me and per- as a person, you know? So, and I have yeah. all the books on my shelf and I love them. Yeah, They're most definitely. Awesome. And, and all that stuff is so like, I mean, we're here. It's like you, we got like two, uh, I guess, two main comic shops like uh, Forbidden Planet and Gosh, and that's it. Whereas there, all the stuff is just available. Like if you go into like an equivalent of Waterstones, you can pick up a you know, Tekon Kingcrete you know, uh, background art book. Yeah, Whereas no, here, what the heck? Have to search, right? So it's just like <laughs> yeah, you just have to, and it's cheaper as well. So you just have to it's, pick it up. You know, it's totally cheaper. Yeah, I was blown yeah, away yeah. by the prices too because I saved so much from not shipping too. So yeah, yeah. I did yeah, spend exactly. a lot of money, but Hey, it's all good. Yeah. I well, got your, yeah. I, I got your art book for the super, super turbo atomic ninja rabbit. Oh, which no I, way. I, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you, man. It's amazing. Oh, wow. If you're listening to this and you love animation, if you love their work, go support them, go buy this. It's awesome. It's on Gumroad. It's wicked cheap too. I gave you guys more money cause I felt like it was worth it cause it's oh, awesome. Thank you, man. That's yeah. like, Oh, that's quite humbling actually. I'm yeah, I'm quite it's, shocked. Thank you. It's <laughs> epic. No, I love it. And, and I really want to talk to you guys about this because, uh, I, I think it's, I'm really stoked on it and I think it's really cool what you guys are doing with this. So I'd love to know kind of, I know you have a bit of uh, information on your website, nope. people that are listening, it'd be great to talk to, but talk about like, the origin and 
all that kind of stuff and making the production and all that kind of stuff? Um, okay. Uh, where do I start? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's based on a, a comic I did when I was, uh, 13 years old. So, um, this comic was, it, it was an amalgamation of like, you know, all the things I used to watch when I was younger. So like Thundercats, uh, specifically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Boom. and it was, there was a character in it called, uh, Yusagi Ujimbo. I didn't know this at the time. I mean, when I was young, there was no internet or anything like that. But there was a character in it called Yusagi Ujimbo. And I said, oh, it's a cool samurai rabbit sort of thing. I was into samurai pizza cats. Uh, and uh, there was a game, like even on the, the, the cover of the comic, uh, there's a game that I used to like play to death. Um, it was called, it was on the Mega Drive. Um, I think uh, Sega Mega Drive. Um, Try to think of it too, because I think I know which one, but I can't remember it's, um, it's Turbo Magical Hats Flying Adventure or something like that. So, <laughs> of course so all these is. things had, yeah, right. So all these things had really long titles. So yeah. that's why, you know, I, I called it that at the time. It's like, I, I, I remember doing it. It's weird because I was only 13 at the time and I remember doing it and it was, you know, I just, you know, took all these elements and just put it in a comic and just started drawing and like, you know, one panel after time, there was no planning, you know, none of that. You're just having fun while you're doing it. I actually used to do a lot of comics when I was younger, but I never ever finished them because as my drawing is getting better, I'd be like, oh, the first page is different from the last page. So I'd start <laughs> I had the same problem. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'll just keep doing loads of these. I've got loads of unfinished comics at home that, you know. So anyway, um, you know, me, myself and Tim McCourt, I mean, we were directed a couple of short films together and we was looking for a new project to do. And uh, I just brought in a whole lot of stuff from my house and I was like, oh, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. And, Tim actually picked up and said, oh, why don't we do something with this? And I was like, and he picked up the comic uh, Ninja Rabbit and I was just like, oh, you know, it was a silly idea. I did it when I was a kid. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's a copy of loads of things. And, you know, I just didn't want to, he's like, no, I really think we should do it. And, you know, it's, it's got this kind of naive thing of the nineties and stuff. And it just fills up the time. And it's like, you know, we could do something like an intro and whatever. And, um, you know, I, I thought about it for a while and then I was like, well, it might be okay to do it. And then, you know, I started doing some designs and, um, you know, but this is like over a period of about a year or two. It was just like, you know, did it for like a week or two and stopped and did it and stopped. And then uh, last summer, um, I decided to go like fully into it, like full production. And um, uh, Sam's taking a photo of me right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, last time I went into... Uh, so you're stealing the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll get off the mic, man. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. But no, last time I started production and then um, uh, doing the character designs and turnarounds and stuff. And, uh, you know, we had we all had a couple of ideas at the same time. So Sam's got like a, an idea for a film and Bjorn had one as well. And, you know, we started working at this company called Electric Theatre Collective and, um, you know, they kind of took us on and embraced us after a job that we did for them. And, you know, they were just looking for us to do our own content as well. And, um, you know, so everyone kind of pitched an idea and I pitched Ninja Rabbit. I wasn't actually expecting them to kind of go for it, but they, you know, they did. Um, not because any of the other ideas were, you know, worse or be better or worse. It was just, it was just more feasible at the time because it was a bit shorter and, I think also realistically, Wes had done a hell of a lot of work on this thing. Like you really enjoyed doing like the turnarounds and the yeah, storyboards and all that kind of stuff. I went to town on that stuff. <laughs> Wes, Wes walked into this meeting with like 
this just most ridiculous pattern. And that's pretty much the art book, the one that you bought. Awesome. Like Wes had a lot of that stuff done. And uh, I could feel your Japanese roots in here, man. <laughs> oh, most, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all just looked at it and it was just like, you know, it was such a complete thing. It felt like it was ready to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, that, that's why that trip to Japan, I mean, you know, was so important for me because I picked up a load of books, a load of Groundworks books, and it's, it really like just being able to see their process and process and like see how they um, do things. It really kind of informed me and actually gave me the confidence to do it. I think whereas before, if I'd done it before that, I don't know if I would have been able to kind of tackle it. So yeah, I um, pitched it to ETC. They gave us um, some funding for it. And awesome. And, you know, a couple of guys we've met throughout the industry, um, Pete Dodd and, uh, uh, yeah, Pete Dodd and Job, Jonathan Job Kondo. Um, they, they, two of the most talented guys I know and like they're incredible and they came and helped, helped us out on it and um, did some animation on it. And um, I think we animated for, I had them for about three or four weeks. I also had a, a cleanup artist who's like, I think he's been with for like, what, 15, 20 years? Wow. Longer than that? Way longer than that. Yeah, well, um, well her, her name is Denise Dean. So she was like, so she worked, she's actually worked on like paper and clean up on paper and stuff. So that like her knowledge actually, she helped me a lot with, um, I was asking her certain things about how they would deal with certain shots and, you know, and she was like, well, what they would have done is photocopied this or, you know, you trace this off. And so I kind of tried to emulate that in the computer as well because I wanted it to, it to look old. And um, yeah. yeah, so they came on and they just did a fantastic job. Like I had like a phenomenal team on it and um you know, uh, sounds like a dream. Yeah, no, it was amazing. And then I, you know, one of my friends, uh, uh, Rena May, she, uh, she actually recorded the track about a year or two before, but it was just like a, you know, she was just kind of humming the song with some jingle in the back, but there was no like words or anything like that. So she came on board and, um, you know, she brought a lot to the table as well because, you know, she's quite a talented singer songwriter sort of thing. And, um, so she helped out on that. And then, um, we got a company called box of toys, who uh, we met while we was working at another studio, um, and they actually did the music for uh, Sam and Bjorn's film, uh, Everything I Can See From Here. Yeah, the yeah. Music and the sound, yeah. So um, Incredible. You know, Chris was like, you know, when I told him about the idea, like two years prior, he was like, oh, I'd be up for that because I'm really into that stuff, and he's got so many ideas of, you know, and he just, you know, and then we had another guy, uh, Matt Timms, an effects animator, and he, um, I got him to, you know, look at lots of, uh, you know, what we you call Canada style animation. And, um, you know, where it's like lots of really strong keyframes and hardly like not a lot of in, in betweens and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He just embraced it and just went to touch. So I just had a really, really good team on it. I can, um, I can really, it really, it really, um, does that. It says all those things to me. And when yeah. I look at it, I go, wow, this is, this is a group of people really having a lot of fun. That's yeah. what I got. No, from definitely. It. Um, and also as well, like we, we had a, like, and he's part of the line and actually he was, Max. yeah, a big part of the team, Max Taylor, like he comped it and he was just very, Matt is, Max is a very meticulous person. So, you know, I wanted to animate in Flash actually. And he was just like, no, we've got to do in TV paint and we've got to, you know, kind of digitally emulate the processes that they used, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, like for cell animation and stuff. So 
you know, he, we animated in TV paint. So we got like a nice pencil line and then he treated the line to make it look like it was photocopied or Xerox. We actually used the word Xerox a lot on, on that production. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, then he, uh, you know, put like grain and noise on it and stuff. And, you know, he just really made it look uh, legit. So, you know, um, and That's then, so cool. you know, had help from other guys, uh, 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 Duncan, Duncan just, he helped out as well. And he was, you know, he actually animated the, cause on the, the first release of it, we did like a, I don't know if you saw the VHS version, but we did like a, like a 20 seconds of the first episode that actually never existed. So he animated that. So, so yeah, had a, yeah, I had an amazing team. And then, uh, you know, for me, all I wanted to do was just do something that was, nicely animated and just get a lot out of my system because you work in uh, advertising and commercials. You don't really get the opportunity to, to kind of do those things. And, um, and, but Tim and Max actually took the idea slightly further. I was always going to do two versions, uh, one VHS version and one, you know, clean version, but Tim and Max took the idea a bit further and they were saying, Oh, you know, maybe we should leak stuff online and actually make people think it existed. And (laughs) I wasn't right until the end. I wasn't really like entirely convinced, Mm. Um, but they were like, yeah. So Tim had this idea of like, you know, setting up a blog and putting backdating it and putting a fake sell up and doing a fake lunchbox. Sam actually drew up, uh, did the illustration for the lunchbox. So it's like, you know, when you see these lunchbox illustrations, they're like, yeah, they're slightly less, he had to deliberately do a good, bad drawing. Yeah. You know, so it's slightly <laughs> less than a... We studied lunchboxes uh, for the day and we were going back all over, all over all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mask oh. and all these different lunchboxes and we found this guy and it seemed to be like one guy who was doing all the lunchboxes back in the 80s and 90s and if you're out there listening, Vic Alonghi, uh, we... Uh, we salute you, man. We, we salute love you. you, buddy. Wherever you are. That's awesome. It's cool that you um, found him too. <laughs> yeah, who it was. So, um, yeah. So we did that, and um, you know, um, so he was working. So production started September. We finished probably around March because we were working on other jobs as well. And sometimes the team would just bottleneck into me, and you know, and then we put it online, and I was just shocked. Like we had like a it was four chan, right? Like they picked it up, and people were just arguing over if it was real or not, and. Um, you know, like we were, I felt like we were being uh, hunted actually because people were like, you know, people, some people were like going really deep and making connections where they were none. So like my name's like Wesley, my Wesley Teddy Lou, my, my middle name's Teddy. And um, so at the beginning of the film it's WTL Productions and that's something that was put in the comic. And someone was like, oh um, yeah, there's a double T, WTL Productions in uh, Turtle Bay somewhere in the States. Uh, so we think it's got something to do with Michael Bay because it's, t- and he, they were just making all these connections. It's like, <laughs> no, people will, man. Not- yeah. yeah connect, but it yeah. was, it was, it was amazing to see. And then, you know, people, some people said, Oh, I remember seeing this when I was younger. And then we had like furry fan art and stuff. And I, I, I never knew about the furry, uh, subculture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me neither. Like what this, is this? Yeah. Yeah. But they were really into it and stuff. So it was a big debate. There was actually one guy, who actually tracked it back to us. So he was like saying, oh, you know, based on the people that are commenting and who, you know, put it online first, we think it might be the line animation in London because, but no one listened to him. It's like, they just completely ignored him. So everyone- Because <laughs> they wanted to believe something else. Yeah. yeah. And then um, after a while, I think 
uh, I think the biggest giveaway was uh, on the blog. Uh, Tim, uh, he put like a uh, a fake cell on his uh, girlfriend's blog, but he 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 backdated it to 2008. But the RSS feed was like 2000. The metadata, the metadata was 2000 and uh, <laughs> was 14, 15. So someone you blew it, man. Yeah, yeah. But actually, <laughs> it was kind of a good thing because then the debate became about all right. We know it's fake, but who did it? And yeah. you know, but the 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 response like whether people thought it was fake or not, it was always like quite positive and people were quite like, you know, oh, you know, you need to make this a real thing and stuff. And when we finally re- said that we did it, they're like, oh, you're going to make it real serious and all this kind of stuff. So, and where, yeah, it was where, like where does that go? Fun. Are you guys considering doing more with it or what, where is oh, it at yeah. now? Um, definitely. I mean, at the time I had no intention of, I just wanted to kind of like, you know, just do something cool and just get something out of my system. But now that it was out, I never intended to do a series, but now it's out there. Like, yeah, most definitely. I want to try and push it to see if we can get like a, a, a series done and hopefully it doesn't dis- disappoint anyone. But yeah. Sick. Like, That's so yeah. cool. I love it, man. It's inspiring because, you know, I think it's especially for myself and I'm sure for people that are listening too. we all have ideas. We all come from drawing or creating something at some time in our life where it was really just us honestly creating. And how cool is it to see this perspective from afar? It's like you were creating as a child, making things, having fun with it. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, years ahead, you're, you've become a, an amazing artist and you work with a great team of people and you understand how to work with that. And then you make this project. It's like, if I were to, t- if somebody would have told you, you know, a friend of yours, where they saw that comic and hey, you know what, in 18 years or 10 years or whatever, you're going to be making this into an animation. You're going to be like, yeah, whatever, you know, maybe you would be like, yeah, of course it will be, you know, but it's, I no, just, no, yeah, it perspective never, perspective is um, great. It, yeah, no, it never occurred to me. Like even, I mean, I go into animation quite late. It never actually occurred to me. I mean, that was the one, because uh, I did other comics after that and I thought that maybe I could develop those things, but that, I never thought I would ever revisit that again. It was just like a something I did, a, a throwaway thing as a child. So it's it's quite, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite incredible to me that like, not only have I, you know, like it's been made, but I had all these talented people to make it with me and, you know, and, you know, it's got music and all this kind of stuff. So it's a bit, it's quite surreal. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, there's a, uh, a guy named uh, Tom Flavel. Um, I got in contact with him because there's a, Max put me in contact with him. And uh, in the, the intro, there's like a tank. And those things are really hard to draw. So he's like a 3D modeler. So I was asking him to, uh, if he could do a model for drawing reference, not to animate or to trace over anything like like for drawing reference. Because like, if you put any 3D in it, it will just completely give away what it is. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then, so he did this model and it was amazing. It just really helped to to draw. And I kind of cheekily asked him, like, if he minded doing one of the characters, because I was going to 3D print them. He was like, oh, can I do all of them? I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to say no to that. So that's awesome. He modeled all the, yeah, he modeled all of the characters and stuff. And then like a few weeks later, he he came back to me. He's like, oh, would you like a, a virtual reality game? And I was like, what? <laughs> Just that, to me, keeps that, on that, coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, okay, like, sure. Like do what you want to do. That's fine. But it, it, it was, I don't know. It was something that was. Didn't you say please? Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, do it. No, um, please. No, it was, yeah, yeah. It was something that, 
I, I don't know. Was, I, I just, I couldn't picture it. So when he said he was going to make a, because you're thinking of virtuality like back in the 80s and stuff. So I was like, okay, that, that's, that's cool. And he's like, because I, I, I think him and a, a group of people, they wanted to form a collective called No Ghost. And, you know, they were looking to make a game. And I just had all the material there, character designs and stuff. So they just had to, and, you know, Tom had already started uh, doing some models. So, you know, it was the perfect fit. And then, you know, they sent me some videos of it and, you know, I was like, oh, this looks really cool and this is amazing. But then when I actually, we all went to their their house to try the first build of it and I put this thing on my head and I was just blown away. Like I was speechless. I, like, I actually came off of it and I didn't say anything. So it seemed <laughs> like I was being rude, but I actually didn't know what to say because I was just like, you know, like these are doodles on my page and I'm sitting next to them in a, in a, in a tank. It's, it was crazy. Like, they did such a job and... You know, um, you almost, did you almost cry? Is it like that kind of feeling? It's yeah, hard, hard I mean, I couldn't, show, I, I couldn't show the guys that I was like, yeah, it's all right. But, but no, like, <laughs> they never know when you're crying. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. uh, like, why is this uh, VR goggles all wet, man? In <laughs> yeah, yeah, VR yes. crying. <laughs> so cool. So, um, yeah, so that, yeah, it came out and then we did a big event for it. And, um, so you cool. know, the, the, the Oculus Rift was actually like a big crowd pleaser people were queuing up for an hour and a half to play on it so yeah it was um yeah that's, that's the amazing ninja rabbit story like you know <laughs> that's awesome congratulations yeah. sounds like an no, amazing experience it's really awesome yeah if you're listening to this and you haven't checked it out please check it out check out the book check out the vr experience all that stuff it's 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 amazing it really is it's really cool and i and i love the story just as much too because it just it's just it's just so cool to hear that, you know, like I said, you know, if you were, when you were a kid drawing this, if you, if you could imagine flashing forward and your intention's still there and your drive and ambition and your curiosity and building a team to do it, it's really cool and for people like myself who, um, who want to do similar, similar things. It's reassuring that it will work out if you have the right intentions and the focus to do so. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love when I hear people succeeding and making things that they love and they enjoy. And it always inspires me. I think in, in the beginning of my career or when I was younger, I'd always be like, damn it. I'm so upset about this. But then I realized, <laughs> no, don't be upset about it. Like be excited and happy and thankful because that's, yeah. you know, that's the, that's where it all comes down to and, and aligning yourself with people like that, you know, and people that are yeah. in the same mindset and stuff. I mean, I feel, I feel very, um, you know, can't speak for, well, I probably could speak for the team, but I think we feel very fortunate to be, you know, in each other's company and like to, I mean, like Bjorn, for instance, he's, he's an amazing art director and, um, you know, like sitting next to him is quite frustrating because he's that good. Like you, you just see him paint something, you're like, oh, but, and I'd followed, I'd known Bjorn's work even before I'd met him. So to be in a team with him and, you know, you know, just being able to create stuff with uh, him, Sam and Tim and, Max and James and you know it's you know it's I, I feel very fortunate like to to have this I I, I don't think it's a, a common thing and especially having like a company like a electric theatre uh, collective behind you and like just supporting what you do and just letting you have your own voice is like I don't take that for granted at all it's like it's a uh, it's an amazing thing. So yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's really unique too. I'd love to talk. Um, there's, there's two things that, and I really want to make sure we talk about, and if it's okay with you guys, I'm okay with going over for at least like 15, 20 minutes. If that's okay with you guys, if you have the time. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Because I really there's 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 two. There, I want to talk about all your projects, but there's a, there's a couple, especially Andrew and I really just admire the heck out of, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about. Um, one of them being uh, everything I can see from here. Uh, there's there's so much to talk about with this one, um, but I kind of just want to know kind of how this came about, and you know the whole thought process and the, just building it out and. Um, your, the overall experience of making this, it's obvious that the community loves it. I, I love it too. Um, but I just love to hear kind of like, you know, the origin and kind of just the process of making things and all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I love it. So it'd be, and it just, this thing, like Andrew and I said it, we talked about it. Um, it's just like, it, it's so much style. It's like just dripping with style and s- sensibility and, and tone. And, and that's so unique and it's so special in a day and age that, things don't they lack it you know and so yeah well i'm glad you think that thanks very much it's uh yeah it's been a little while since i've looked at it i guess it was a couple a couple of years ago now yeah um yeah so uh so it was a it was a film that i directed together with my friend bjorn uh bjorn eric ashim who we work with the line um and we went to university together and for one and we met each other on day one and, and just started working together. We, we, we've always kind of worked together. Um, and before we even started the line, um, this, this film was in production. Basically, while we were at university, we never got to make a film for one reason or another. It never really wanted to do uh, something. And then we went off um, and uh, uh, after university, and we both got this job, uh, as well as Wes working uh, for this film, The Illusionist. It took on a lot of um, 2D animators or uh, aspiring young people to uh, to go and work on this job and uh, worked on that for three years. The whole the whole time we were there, we were like, we'd been frustrated for three years that we hadn't made a film at university. And then we were frustrated for three years that we'd been working in the industry and we hadn't made a film. <laughs> um, uh, moved back to London, another couple of years. Yeah, 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 right. Um, another couple of years working, sort of like getting yourself set up you know, freelancing and all the rest of it. And, um, and, and we just started, um, uh, we started, uh, doodling together, coming up with ideas and, uh, and then we were, before we knew it, we were making this film. Um, and, uh, yeah. And about halfway through making it, um, we, we kind of formed, we didn't actually release it as the line, did we? Um, no, did I we? think the first film we, we, we it was, um, easy, right? That's and right. Then we, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Then we so yeah, so so it was released before we formed the line, uh, and then we came together as a collective and uh, kind of repackaged it as a line project, I guess. So cool, so cool, man. And how about like um, talking a little bit about just the ideation phase and kind of just coming up with uh, you know you talk about going into this career and. This is a common thing that I've shared and I know a lot of people do as well that you go and you have this intention, you know, when you grow up for us, it's like, I really want to, you know, work on an animated film or something and I want to do this. And then all of a sudden you're a cog in a wheel at a company that you're doing something that you have no clue why and (laughs) what happened to you, almost like you got abducted, but then to realize your intentions and then to go back and reset yourself. um, It's really cool. Is there, is, is there, is that something that you guys kind of, you know, engineered and, and at the same time when you're building this, this project, I mean, how did, how the, how did the ideation phase work for you guys? Is it kind of common to kind of most productions where you just kind of throwing ideas out and then one thing sticks and then you build from there and storyboard and all that kind of stuff or like, how did that all work out for you guys? So the, uh, 
I think that the the genesis of the idea was I had done I I kind of like done a, a couple of little doodles and a rough uh, and I had a kind of a rough outline of the story and I think it was about I think it was supposed to be talk about projects becoming longer and taking longer than they were meant to. This was supposed to be like a 20 second thing. Right. <laughs> hmm. Uh, and, uh, en- ended up beca- becoming like seven minutes long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, I, I sort of told this very, you know, it's obviously 20 seconds. is just like a, a sketch uh, with a couple of characters, told it to Bjorn, uh, had all the characters in or whatever. And then he came back and obviously did a shitload of amazing um, uh, paintings around it. Uh, and suddenly we were, I was super inspired um, to, to take it a bit further. And we storyboarded for a little while. Uh, we went back and forth um, and, uh, and kind of came up with this story. It was the first time we were ever doing it. So it was kind of a lot of trial and errors, a lot of things about it that I'm not happy with. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and how, do you, then, how do you uh, deal with that personally? letting things go just to get it done? Uh, drinking mainly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the UK, obviously, right? So yeah, that's part, yeah. Of, the, that's part of the culture out there. So. <laughs> sure. sure. Work in Soho, work yeah. in advertising. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I take it for what it is. It's like it was our first ever film and I'm, I'm quite, you know, to, as much as I can be, I'm proud of it for what it for what it for what it achieved for us, and um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's awesome. It's beautiful. Well, from from a fan standpoint, and you know, just being able to not be attached to building it and making it. Sometimes it's it's so pure to have that. You know, like the what my experience with it is completely different from yours. I didn't have to birth it basically, but um, I, it's just really cool. It's really beautiful and really well done and really inspiring too. It's a, a project that's always stuck in my mind when I think of these things and, oh man, that's so cool. Like just to think about making a project at this level or just building something out. And that's the thing I, that I personally get a lot from your company and the way the, the collective that you guys are making, there's just a, you guys are oozing with passion. It's a ton of passion. So with that in mind, like wh- where are you guys going with this? Do you guys have a, like, um, are you guys navigating where you want to put your passion towards in the future? And, what does that future look like? Are you guys going to be mixing it up, you know, doing like the music videos or commercials and stuff and mixing that into your own projects? And where do you guys want to go? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we had a a very long uh, meeting about this the other day uh, where everybody kind of put forward their ideas and stuff. It's funny because it's something that's come about very naturally. um, And I don't think that anybody had like a, a five-year plan, let alone a one-year plan when we started doing this stuff. It was just like, we're doing it for fun. Um, and as we've been doing this, we've been um, uh, presented with more and more opportunities. And I suppose your your scope uh, expands the, the scope of possibilities of what you can do. Um, I think it's very easy to get carried away and just think, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be Steven Spielberg or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that we, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things that we, uh, that we're looking into doing. I think Wes, obviously Ninja Rabbit, um, there's a lot of possibilities there for you to yeah. potentially try and, um, expand that universe and and do a little bit more with that project um and uh we're we're all individually developing a number of other um projects small and large um and just kind of waiting i think for um so 
I, I guess the way that we're doing it is we kind of we're doing we've got these these smaller projects that we can create and that we can fund and that we know that we don't have to wait for any kind of gatekeepers to let us do and those things will always be happening uh, and at the same time we've got some slightly larger projects um, which uh, which we're kind of looking to you know potentially uh, work on but but you know they're, they're there if the opportunity arises I suppose. That's really cool. It's good to know. And it's good to be kind of versatile and open to opportunities because I, I guess like, um, like you guys said, it's good to kind of, you've, uh, you've, you've been created off the, um, the element of just making things and collecting, collectively finding one another through the intention of making these things and having fun doing it. And I think that's, that's an important ingredient, which makes your work and the things you guys do collectively so special, I think, which is, it's key, it's key and important, I think, um, to not, to not forget that culture and that what makes, make, what makes you guys who you are as well too. So it's really cool. I love it. This is, it's, it's, it's inspiring. So, um, sorry, I'm like practically the whole interview is me gushing. So. <laughs> I love so I, much. I, really appreciate it. I can't. I, of course, it's totally due. I, I can't wait to check out your podcast. This is awesome. I'm having a hard time finding time to listen to things, but I'm definitely going to check this out. Especially this anime one, which I'd love to know a little bit more. Is it? Is are you guys talking about all that stuff on there? Is that what it is? Or um, I think. Well, I actually I should let Sam answer this because he runs that. Him and Tim actually do the podcast. Though it's awesome. Well. So, so this was uh, this was the one part podcast where we had special guest Wesley, Lu- a special guest presenter Wesley Louie on um, to present because he had uh, specialist uh, knowledge. Um, but uh, but yeah, we, for the last uh, it was probably about, it's about two years ago that we started doing it. Um, we've only put out fifteen episodes. We're doing it seasons, nowhere near as prolific as you, Ash. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've um, yeah just been. Um, getting a bit drunk and talking to people uh, <laughs> with a very bad microphone uh, in our office. We've now invested in some slightly more um, serious podcasting equipment and uh, we're recording another season. Yeah. Well, this is the new mic. What, uh, what is it? You got a blue Yeti or something? Well, we had the Yeti, but because we record, so you, 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 you guys do it uh, uh, through Skype. We've been um, making a point of doing it in person. I guess there's a lot of people around in, in London cool. to talk that's to. Cool. So it was just a way of meeting them and stuff, really. And um, that's awesome. And kind of, uh, yeah, having, you're making sure that you have that sense of community. Uh, Skype is a great way of doing things, but we, we just wanted to, uh, to do it in person. And, uh, and, the, and, the, and the Yeti was just a, a bit of a mess. Uh, and there was always people <laughs> running around and cars driving by and sirens going off in central London. So uh, we got some, we got some, uh, what is it? I'm going to read it off the, off the mic. Oh God. It's like a Shure uh, mic or like, something. It's a Shure, yeah. It's a yeah. Shure Beta 58A. Okay, cool. I've heard of that. Yeah, very cool. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it for podcasts. Like since you guys are in a hub, I'm not really in a hub at all. Like nobody's around me. It's like soccer moms and I don't know, like dude bros with like lifted trucks and all that kind of crap. <laughs> it's like There's a podcast of, in that man. It's soccer moms <laughs> and dude bros. <laughs> yeah. Soccer moms and dude bros.com. Yeah. It's, that's where I live basically. But I kind of like, it cause I'm, I'm totally excluded and away from everything. And like, I enjoy that. 
And so, it, it, but it, the thing that I do lack and miss is being able to be in person with people. And I think if you get a chance to, and also, like you said, it's a catalyst to communicate with people that you admire and, and, and bridging the gap and creating friendships and stuff and finding out. Cause like, it's all, it's all friendships, you know, um, the 120 plus, I don't know where we're at, like hundred, this is like what, 20, 127 or something, Andrew? Uh, I think 126. Yeah. Like uh, there, I have like a 126 new homies. It's awesome. You know? Or even more than that, because I get do I get I get two for one with you guys. You know, so it's, yeah. it's it's so cool, you know. And it's it's uh it's such a special platform, and it's cool to embrace that. I think in the this, this day and age, like doing this kind of stuff too, is really awesome. Um, yeah, love it. I really want to talk about the uh, Amaro and the Walden's Joyride. I love that. I, I like. I think that was. Uh, I had seen your work at guys around for a while, and then when I saw that again, I was like, "Man, we really need to have them on the podcast." Because I'd love to talk to you guys about this. How did this come about? This whole project and making this thing because it's just it's like filled with like tons of fun, and the concept is great. Um, uh, well, um, the directors are uh, Tim McCourt and Max Taylor. I mean. We'll try and speak on their behalf if we get anything wrong. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, Tim is, um, I mean, I've known Tim for a while and he's he's one of these guys, he has this, I'd like to, to spend like a, a few hours in his mind because he has these like really, I don't know, what do you think? Like his ideas are really like, you'll say something, it's like, yeah, no one's done that before. I'm going to do this, or no one's done that before. I'm going to do this. So, like, you know, when he, uh, what was the, what was that first, the, what Wank London when he did yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know if you guys seen that, but he's like, yeah, no one's ever, you know, you know, jerked off a building before. So I'm going to do it. And then, and then do it. So have you guys seen that? Is there's a thing uh, that Tim put up on online? It's on our website. It's called Wank London. I think I have uh, seen that. Yeah, right. I believe so. Yeah. It's awesome. So you get like a bit of a taste of how he thinks about things. And so cool. also he's like <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of taste. And then also he also like, he's Tim's very much about putting himself uh, into his work. So like when you see him around Warden, like some of the clothes that they're wearing, is like, is, is actually what Tim has. I mean, he doesn't have a karate kid bandana, but you know, and, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But he's, um, you know, and so he had this idea, I think while we was in Nettle House, so he was talking about like, you know, I think when GoPros were getting popular, he was like, oh, no one's ever, ever attached a, a GoPro to a remote control car. And, um, you know, and it'd be great to do this and then put these animated characters in it. So you kind of see it from like a, a worm's eye view, if you like. And um, so cool. Yeah. And he was and he was just playing around from then. And that was one of the other projects we, we uh, pitched to ETC and they were really in, into it. And, you know, uh, Tim's always wanted to get a bit more into live action and stuff. So it's something that interests him. So, you know, just having that, you know, animation, you know, 2D animation live action thing, which he's also like, he's becoming, you know, really knowledgeable in that kind of stuff as well. And um, yeah, he just um, designed these characters and then uh, just went for it. He actually didn't uh, storyboard it. Um, it's actually when we was talking to LaShawn the other day, he was like saying, you know, I'd love to see the storyboard for this because it's like everything that's happening, it feels quite spontaneous, um, uh, spontaneous as, as spontaneous as, uh, you know, 2D animation can be, but, um, there was no storyboard for it. It was just like, you know, you, 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 they'd filmed for about a week. So I think they got about 40 hours of footage and they just filmed different things and, you know, 
you know, just putting in different scenarios. Uh, you know, uh, I think they did a test and like uh, in a park and a dog just started chasing the car. Yeah. And, you know, so they did that test and it's like, all right, let's, let's try and find another dog to do the same thing. And the dog did the same thing. And um, they filmed for about 40 hours and then, you know, they cut it together and then they gave the footage to the animators and they just started again, uh, Pete Dodd and Jonathan Jobconda. And um, they, they just started um, animating to it and like kind of putting their own spin on things. And, uh, you know, so yeah, cool. I think that there was like, as, as far as I know, uh, they had like a checklist of things that they were, and Mac, Max Taylor was the other director on this was uh, telling me they had a checklist of things that they apparently wanted to get in the video. One of them was like um, uh, a dog chasing the car. Uh, another one was a celebrity, which they which they also got. Uh, really? Yeah, well, that. they got uh, Suggs. Suggs in okay. there. Yeah. Is the person is yeah. that the person eating food at the table? Yeah, yeah. So he was he's the singer of uh, a, a British uh, old British ska band called Madness. Awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, and uh, and I think it was also some some hot girls, possibly yeah, something like that. <laughs> Spitting water at the camera and stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. I think um, those those are actually Tim's uh, friends. So I think <laughs> those are the only, those are, those are the only actors in the film. But everyone else was just kind of like, you know, just they just happened to be there. You know, so <laughs> and yeah. and they got a dog with three legs as well and a tattoo. So that was like even better than oh yeah, wow! I didn't even notice it had three legs. Yeah. But the 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 pit bull that bites a bites it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Oh. There it is. It's <laughs> a trick. Hey, like, watch, watch it again. I didn't notice it when I first saw it. Actually, it's like, yeah, the dog's got three legs. So. Well, there's so much to take in. The music's yeah. going crazy, and you have like this epic the the emotions and the expression and the life that's coming off of these characters too. It's so man, it's just so real feeling. Gem. It's yeah. yeah, it's just it's a, it's, a t- it's such a gem, man. It's awesome. It just has all the right qualities, and again, like I said, it's one of those projects where I was like damn, this is so fun. Like, yes. this is, this looks so, like you win with your buddies, you throw a bunch of cameras, you have a bunch of fun time. You just, and, and sometimes I think it's easy for me at least, uh, to get, to get lost and forget that and forget that, man, this is just supposed to be fun and just have, just enjoy it, enjoy the process and kind of get lost and just exploring and just being a, being a silly fool, you know? So, yeah. I mean, they uh, they had a lot of fun uh, making it, and even uh, on the shoot, like they'd come back. I mean, I was we were kind of stuck in the office, like working on stuff, and they'd come <laughs> back from the shoot and talking about. It, and I was like so jealous. I actually got to go on one of the shoots with them, and it was just like a lot of fun. And it's it's funny, like you got this remote control car walking down the streets of London, and uh, you know people just come up to you, start talking to you and stuff, and it's like you know, what's this for? And, you know, they're trying to get into the camera shot and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, yeah, you'd you know. think, as, you know, especially in England, people would be a lot more shy, but um, apparently I wasn't there on any other shoot yeah. days, but from everything that I heard, everyone, you know, was was totally cool with them driving uh, cars through supermarkets. And um, and when they went out at night and everybody had had a couple, couple of drinks, they were pretty up for being in the shot and stuff. So Yeah, that chick like... <laughs> gets all crazy in that one <laughs> it's awesome yeah there's um i think i mean this wasn't in the final edit but it was like we was talking and there's like there's two like really attractive girls that came up to me and tim just started talking to us about this car and i was like wow you should like probably start going to clubs with this and stuff <laughs> like, but, um, really? yeah no it was no it was it was really fun like just connecting with people and stuff and like you know they 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 
I mean, I was only there for one day. So like the week that they had was, and Tim and Max talk about how funny they remembered doing it. And um, uh, yeah, so, you know, it was, and, and for us as well, it's like, even though we all worked together and we all worked on it, it's, it's inspiring to see the other guys, you know, so that was Tim and Max's baby. But like when that project came out, I just felt so proud of it. And like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is amazing as well. So it's like, you know, we all have that admiration for each other as well. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. cool. Um, well, I guess we kind of have to wrap it up soon, but I guess my last question for you guys is who are like your um, inspirations that are working today? Like, are there any contemporary animators or artists that are really inspiring to you? Uh, I think that it's, uh, I think there's a, there's a whole load of people. Um, uh, I think the, the, the people who, who I look at who are doing like, the most interesting work at the moment uh, in feature films, maybe um, like the Lego movie for me was, was a, was a pretty in- incredible feature film. Um, they, those two directors, I forget their names. Uh, they also, I think they also did Cloudy, the chance of meatballs and stuff. Amazing. Yeah. There's also like, there's so much stuff happening on online now. I think like smaller sh- projects that have been facilitated through the internet, like late night work club, for example, uh, this guy who, who, who's Wes has mentioned a couple of times, uh, Jonathan Job Kondo has done some absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal work. He's an independent animator, makes, he's, yeah, he's, in, he's incredible. What's makes, his name? Jonathan. Just, Jonathan. So it's, uh, it's an unusual spelling. It's like, uh, Jonathan D J O B, uh, K O N D O. He's got like yeah. a double barrel surname. Oh, okay. Um, got it. And, uh, and uh and then the the guys from late night work club um mm. it's like a i don't know if you come across that it's a collaboration of uh, yeah i've seen a bunch of their stuff sure the yeah, ghost stories that, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ghost i think they come awesome. out with another one soon like the moth guys they're based in london as well uh yeah there's a yeah. ton of, ton of those yeah i think i like you know i mean i got to meet one of my heroes the other day uh, the sean thomas so he's a big inspiration uh i'm into uh, Miyazaki, uh, you know, Ghibli's work, um, you know, Otomo, uh, Akira Toriyama, um, um, people. Like, but then there's also like my peers as well. So like, you know, Christian Antonelli really inspired me. Like he's, he's a friend of ours that, you know, we met, um, the guys in the line inspired me. There's a group called, uh, in France called CRCR. I love oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, oh, so good as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just, it's just like a lot of, Lots of different, I mean, the list goes on, but, um, you know, um, just being able to, and just actually being able to, you know, meet some of these people and work with them. I, like, you know, Sam, you were really big into like Shinola, which I'd never knew about. Shinola before. Was yeah. Right. Yeah. So Sam, you know, they, we actually got to work with them on a project and Sam was like, really, oh, we've got to work with these guys. And they're like a cool bunch of guys and stuff as well. So it's like, you know, it, it's nice to be able to get to a point where you're starting to actually connect to these people and meet them like people that were so unreachable when like you know they, they seemed untouchable when you were younger you're actually getting to talk to them and work with them and get advice from them and stuff um so so you cool. know yeah like yeah, it's, awesome. it's brilliant. like yeah, what it's all yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i think that's really where it all comes down to is being able to do the work that attracts the right people and being able to connect with those people, make great things and inspire the rest of us and kind of evolve and, and have a lot of really just good intentions and making great things, you know, I think it's awesome. 
Do you guys have any, uh, usually what I like to do with when we close this stuff out is uh, I would love to get any advice or just kind of thoughts or comments for anybody that's maybe starting up or like myself who's really interested in, in doing animation and having a hard time necessarily focusing on where to start and how to start that. And um, I have all the passion, but I'm just, I have to find where do I put that passion? How do I, what's the first couple of steps or if anything else too, like as far as like, you know, running a company or um, just, you know, overall arcing advice. If you guys have anything, it'd be awesome to share with the audience. I'm not very good at small nuggets of advice, which encapsulate the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be long. It's going to be really, really long. But um, I think that there's, there's a thing. uh, I remember when I, when I, when I first started doing animation, it was also same as Wes, like relatively late in life. I, um, uh, I was always asking this question of like, you know, like how good am I going to get? Like, cause I'm not that good right now. Um, and how long is it going to take? And am I willing to make that investment? Uh, and I think that, uh, if you're asking that question as well, the answer to that is it's going to take a really fucking long time no. and it's going to be really hard. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the honesty. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're, um, if you stick with it and, uh, and, and, and work hard, like, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll be lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love this it. I love it. I love the honesty. And, yeah. You know, Sam's not being that honest. He is really good actually. But, um, yeah, it's, um, uh, I mean, we've all come into animation, like we've all had slightly different paths and everyone I've, who I've spoken to about animation, they've all had a different, sort of experience so it's hard to kind of pinpoint what the right way is but I guess for me it's just like you know just believing you can do it like you see something you want to do and then just kind of go for it it's like you'll you'll make a film and you'll probably hate it the first time and then the second one you make you'll get a bit better and as you go along you start finding that you're doing things that you found really difficult to do about five years ago it's just I, I guess this is no secret ingredient it's just like you just kind of got to do it and just surround surround yourself with people that actually do the same thing as you so they can push you forward and inspire you and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I think definitely like it's very easy to disappear into your cave as an animator and and uh, and, and just work away and kind of clock up that pencil mileage, which is totally important. Um, but I think that uh, making sure that you're focused in the right direction and uh, being able to uh, have people around you, as Wes says, as a sounding board uh, to tell you when you're being a dick um, and when you're making <laughs> choices um, is, uh, is a super important thing as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's amazing advice. I hope everybody's listening to that one because it's really good. And I really <laughs> love your honesty advice. too. <laughs> no, but I love your advice though too because it's really, you're being honest, you know, and like you're being it's direct a combination about combination of cliche and like not very motivating at the same it's, time. I'm it's sorry. perfect. I love it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of times people would say, you know, just follow your heart and, you know, f- butterflies and rainbows. It's like, no, it's not. It's just really hard work and it it takes a lot of uh, intention and focus and, and it's not going to be easy. And, but honestly, from my experience, the, the hardest things in, in life are the, are when you achieve them are the, the, they're the best because you know, and everybody else knows how hard it was to get there. 
You know, even people that aren't artists, people that don't create things, they know, under, they understand somehow that you spent a lot of time on that because it, it inspires them and it wows them and it gets them energized, it gets them excited, it gets them curious, gets them thinking. And if you can do that, it's, it's, it's like a common knowledge that all humans understand. And, uh, I, th- I think you're, I think you're, from my perspective, your advice is spot on. It's not going to be easy. And it's, it's sad to hear. I wish it was easy. Where's the easy fucking button, man? Where's the button? <laughs> actually, I've got, I've got, I have actually got one piece of legitimate advice. And that is just um, something that Bjorn Eric said to me, Bjorn Eric Asham said to me when I was at university, which is you've just got to waste paper. You've just got to do a certain amount of drawing. You've literally, it's like, you know, I've heard people describe it as pencil mileage. You've just got to do a certain amount of drawing. Um, and that is like legitimately sort of the only you know, way which you're going to get. Is that, the, is that the, the ten the ten thousand hour hour rule? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people some people subscribe to that. Some people don't. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing. I, I subscribe to that completely. When I wanted to get good at art, I decided to just draw every day, and so I was just going back and drawing. And then all of a sudden, I had 500 drawings later. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I kind of understand how to make compositions now and how to make unique characters and. And then all of a sudden it just gets crazier. And our school system now is all about like instructors teaching one another their, their, their strengths. And so I'm learning in a whole different spectrum now, which is a lot of fun. And it's really challenging too. So it's just like, I think it's all there. And I think, I think that's really good advice too. It's just like, you know, just do the work really, you know, the only way you're going to get better is just doing the work. You can only read about studying and animation so long until you actually go and do it. I think that's my problem. I'm like, well, I read a bunch of books and I love it. Well, okay. where's the button for drawing enemy? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I know the honest fact is that I just have to go and do it, but I just don't want to yeah. face that reality. I don't want it. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no shift Apple make movie button. Like, you know? damn it. So, uh, Soon enough. I hope. <laughs> but do you guys, it's been a total joy talking with you. Um, I'm really stoked. I'm really happy with what you guys are making as a fan of your work and just overall what you guys are doing as far as inspiring the rest of us. I really appreciate it. I cannot wait to meet you guys. If, and when I get out there to the UK, it'd be awesome. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Please, everybody that's listening, check out their work. Send them some love. It's awesome. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thank yous to Sam and Wesley for coming on the show and sharing their time with us this week. You can find links to their work and all of the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 126, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.